0: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Faith submits to God in the face of impossibility. And so the Christian is someone who believes God's word over and against his own reason and over and against the world's wisdom, because those two things are susceptible to sin and the fall. The world, and even our own intellect, might deduce that something is impossible. The dead rising from the grave, let's say. Faith, however, says, for man, yeah, maybe, but not for God. If it seems beyond the realm of possibility, the Christian humbly defers to God and his wisdom over and against our own. This is what Ezekiel did in our Old Testament reading. God presented him with the remains of the dead and asked, can these bones live? And it's emphasized just how dead these bones are. Very dry bones. Ezekiel had faith, and so he submitted to God in the face of impossibility, saying, O Lord God, you know. John reveals why Ezekiel and every Christian is able to have faith. 1 John 5, 9. The testimony of God is greater than the testimony of men. And Moses recorded why that is. Numbers 22, no, excuse me, 23, 19 says, God is not man that he should lie, or a son of man that he should change his mind. Those are things that we do. Those are things that find their way even into our modern-day science and even into all of the things that we see as concrete and true that help us come to conclusions on what is possible or impossible. Lies and the change of mind, right? Faith submits to God in the face of impossibility. The author of the book of Hebrews said it this way, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Chapter 11, verse one. Always open to what's out there. My dad used to tell me that nothing's impossible, but there are many things that are improbable. Sounds like good wisdom, especially because For God, there is nothing that's impossible. He can do all possible things. Faith submits to God in the face of impossibility. It says, God, you are the almighty creator. You can do so much more than I could possibly comprehend from my limited vantage point. I'm the child. You're the parent. I'm the created. You're the creator. Oh, Lord, you know. You know what you can do. Faith submits to God in the face of impossibility. And so Jesus teaches in Matthew nineteen twenty six that for man, there are things that are impossible. Like, let's say, keeping God's law, impossible for us to do. And therefore, living forever, impossible for us to do. But with God, all things are possible. And so his son can and has kept God's law. And so, unending life is Christ's. He has achieved it. He has earned it. And therefore, it is his to give as a gift to whom he sees fit. As he does and he has through the waters of holy baptism, through the preaching of the word, sustaining us through the blood in communion. The spirit, the water, and the blood testify to the Lord. Speaking of baptism... Faith submits to God in the face of impossibility. Our faith this very morning was active when even though our eyes could not perceive it, we had the assurance of what we hoped for and were convicted in our heart of hearts by the truth of God's testimony, the scriptures, that Alyssa was reborn as a child of God in the waters of holy baptism. Is it possible For someone to be reborn? Nicodemus asked this very question. And Jesus said, not only is it possible for for God to give someone a second birth, directly from the Father from above, it is necessary for all who want to enter the kingdom of God. John 3, verses 4 and 5. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for delivering Alyssa in her new birth. Thank you for doing what would have been impossible for anyone else to do for her. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for giving all of us who are dead in our trespasses, very dry bones. Thank you for giving us new life in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Faith submits to God in the face of impossibility. And so St. John is good to teach us in 1 John 3.20. That when sin, sin seizes our hearts, when we think there's no possible way things could ever improve, when we think evil is too strong to combat, when we can't see how God could ever change the status quo that we're used to, we're not thinking as Christians. Christians who've already received life after death, that is already yours. You have it. As co-heirs of the kingdom of God. We're not thinking as those who, as the sign says, are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us, Romans 8:37. But rather as those who've been programmed by sin to accept defeat and disappointment and the inevitability of death and even taxes, they say. I don't know about taxes, but Scripture is really clear on death. It's not inevitable. Death is nothing. And I will not die. So death is not the inevitable outcome of everyone. Become a Christian. Live forever. Show the world the what for. It's as easy as that. John says, for whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart. And he knows everything. That is the biggest obstacle in our life, our own heart. We are our own worst enemy. Our old Adam is at war with us. And he doesn't want us to believe in Jesus. He doesn't want us to have that optimistic, positive attitude that comes with being a Christian, knowing death has no sting anymore. And if death can't touch me, what's all the rest of this about? See, we don't know everything. We think we do oftentimes, but God does know everything and he has revealed enough evidence of his omniscience as well as his omnipresence and his omnipotence. He's revealed enough in scripture throughout human history that we have good reason to put our faith in him, even on those things that seem impossible. because we know that he has, does, and can definitely do again that which we are quick to classify as impossible. Faith submits to God in the face of impossibility. That's the point of today's gospel reading. On the evening of the day Jesus was resurrected, the first day of the week, Sunday, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace, be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. John 20, 19 and 20. After having been captured by the Jewish leaders, publicly killed on the Roman cross and securely buried in a Roman guarded tomb, here was Jesus very much alive. He is risen. He is risen indeed, hallelujah, standing among his people, giving them peace. How is this possible? Never mind that Jesus entered the room through doors that were locked. The guy's alive. You got to love how John wrote this down for us. He captured the reality perfectly. He mentions that the doors were locked but then doesn't mention that the disciples cared about that fact. He just moves right past it. Why? Because the greater marvel is that Jesus is standing there alive. He was supposed to be lying dead in Joseph of Arimathea's tomb behind that locked door, that giant sealed vaulted tomb. Who cares that he got past locked doors? He got past death. What's the greater feat? And so John mentions the detail, then moves right past it. Jesus is showing them the evidence of his death, giving them peace, that death has no more hold over them, confronting them with the impossibility of what they were seeing, his promised resurrection. Faith submits to God in the face of impossibility. And then we're told the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. They were glad. John 20, 20. You are people of faith. And so you are people who submit to God in the face of impossibility. You are the people death cannot scare. Amen. Like Ezekiel before, an entire valley of corpses. You have faith that God can raise not just one guy from the dead, but all men from the grave. You submit to that reality and you say, oh Lord, you know, get her done. Submission to God, isn't it great? The world hates submission. It's a bad word. Especially for you ladies. The world hates submission. We do it willingly, with glad hearts. You don't want me to submit to the world or to submit to others' world? Watch me do it all the more. Let me submit to as many people as I possibly can, the way Christ did. Faith submits to God in the face of impossibility because with God, all things are possible, namely, life after death. The great impossible feat in which you have faith in is Christ's resurrection. Because if he was crucified, died, and was resurrected, you will be too when you die. You will be resurrected. You will be very much dead, and then you will be very much alive, just like Christ. He got up on the third day, no problem. This is wonderful news. And this is the wonderful truth that Alyssa believes, and so she was baptized today. That's why you were baptized. That's why you want to be baptized if you're not. Why? Because in baptism, we're given the ability to pass, not locked doors, but past our very own deaths if the Lord should delay his return. Alyssa was baptized into Christ's death this morning. She was baptized into his resurrection on the last day. Just as he died, she too will, if he delays. And just as he was raised, she too will be raised. Praise be to God. And she will be in heaven with her family who believe in Jesus. Praise be to God. Alyssa, her family, and every one of us, baptized Christians, resurrected in perfect bodies to live forever with Jesus. Faith submits to God in the face of of impossibility, even our own impossibilities. And this is what we're going to get at now. John wrote down the lesser detail too. And... I I have already driven home. We focus on it all the time, the resurrection, the cross. And so just for a moment, for the rest of this sermon, I want to dwell on the locked doors, even though he breezes right past them. Jesus was not restrained by death, and he certainly is not restricted by locked doors. Between those two bookends, he does many miraculous, wonderful, impossible things. So consider right now, what he can or what he has done in your life that is impossible, according to you. He has already given you the resurrection from death. You recognize that greater feat. What lesser marvels has he or will he accomplish in your life? What part of your life are you not approaching with faith? Where are you not submitting to God but holding on to your own biases, your own presuppositions on how things work? Locked doors stay locked, don't they? That's the presupposition. No one can come through that door. That's the presupposition. It's locked. Jesus can. Dead men stay dead, don't they? That's the, that's the bias. That's what we think is possible. Jesus got up, Lazarus, all the others, the the other fly-by detail mentioned in Scripture, that when Christ was crucified, there was the earthquake and the dead bodies got up from the grave. We're like, well, what about these people? We don't even know. They're They're just like around Jerusalem, hanging out with people. Dead men don't stay dead. What part of your life are you not approaching with that Christian faith that says, I believe in him rising from the grave? What in your life reveals you're not thinking like a conquering Christian? What are you dealing with that shows you're giving sin and your old Adam and the world way too much credit and your omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent God not enough? You see, it can be easy for us to gather in our sanctuary on a Sunday morning with like-minded people Faithful Christians and say, "Hallelujah, he is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah." It's easy to do that. But is it easy for you to have faith that God will soften your spouse's heart? Or that he'll reconcile you with your kids or baptize your child or your grandchildren? Is it easy for you to believe that he will cause your parents or your siblings to repent? of how they've been treating you, to provide you with a a Lutheran husband or wife, to keep your business afloat, to give you gainful employment, to silence the insults that are always flowing at you from your peers. seems like these kind of things never stop. To give you strength to resist what you're not supposed to be looking at, what you're not supposed to be saying, what you're not supposed to be thinking. You believe He rose from the grave. Do you believe He can help you stop sinning? You believe he conquered death. Do you believe he can get past your heart's locked doors? It's not easy to have this kind of faith. It's the real faith. Christ can get up from the dead. He has. And we believe that. Because we make it we make it just a platitude. We make it just, a, just a, a statement of our identity. It's like a bumper sticker or something that goes on a church seal or something. It, it just becomes something we throw up on our website. But to actually walk through life believing, man, this thing looks impossible. You take care of it. That's harder. Christ can and has gotten up from the dead and he is capable of solving all your personal problems as if death isn't a personal problem. I mean, that's it's kind of the biggest personal problem, but we're wrong when we put God in that little box. And so we need to right that wrong. How do we do that? We do that the same way we treat every sin in our life. We repent. What is it that you want God to help you with? Give it to him, in faith. Faith submits to God in the face of impossibility. Repent of not believing he's bigger than your own heart. Your God has defeated death. He can certainly defeat the locked doors in your life. Nothing can stand in God's way. Nothing. He has accomplished the greater thing and he is more than capable of accomplishing the lesser as well. As 1 John says, if we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater. Repent and receive the word of the Lord with true faith. Submitting to him Despite your own limited reason, your fallen intellect, your naive perception of what life is, you will be surprised at how much of the things going on in your heart are of your own making. Let God knock those walls down. Let him kick in the door or pass right through it if he wants to. Faith submits to God in the face of impossibility. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. It is the conviction of things not seen. Are you convicted that God will get it done? He will. You have faith. Can these bones live? You know it. Can your prayers be answered? Oh, Lord God, you know. They can and they are. Amen. Amen. Peace be with you. Amen.